to Retro Rovers, a Bristol Rovers podcast. Retro Rovers, because the past is as important as the present. Hey, good evening, everybody. It's uh, the Retro Rovers team here again with our latest inductee into the Hall of Fame. Um, I'm Ash Perry. I am joined tonight by Ash number one, Ash Belston. How are you, mate? Not bad, mate. Uh, and I am joined by Morgs. How are you? Morgs, you all right? Evening, Ash. All good, mate. Thank you. All good. And we're here to, tonight to introduce uh, somebody I'm really pleased to be talking about. Um, as a Glastonbury lad myself, somebody who, who grew up in Glastonbury, George Pefferbridge, um, somebody that I was lucky enough to be paperboy to for a couple of years. Um, had a had a couple of Christmas tips off George and um, an absolutely superb bloke. And we, we're going to chat to a couple of guests in a moment. Um, but Ash, um, again, I know we mention it and we start off every every pod that we talk about. Um, another shoe in in our first 10 for the Hall of Fame. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt for me. Um, I'm quite lucky that I spent a lot of time talking to my granddad about these sort of players, as I've mentioned before. And he loved a winger. So Pepper is someone that I would uh, I would often hear stories about. Um, and so, yeah, for me, it just straight away was without a doubt, just no brainer. And, and, and Morgs, I know pretty much we were unanimous on, on the on the top 10 and, and George was one that didn't even require any debate did he no absolutely it's, it's another one of those it was it was straight in wasn't it with pretty much no argument he had 16 odd years of service for the Rovers across the football league loads of appear, uh, 452 league appearances 85 goals and fondly remembered as a great winger so he had to had to be in didn't he had to be in he did absolutely um, we're lucky enough to be joined by a couple of voices as well that um, regular listeners will recognise. We've got Elliot Jackson from Canada. Hi, Elliot. How are you? Hi. Good, thanks. Yep. Thanks for asking me. Brilliant. And we've got Roger Hurd. Roger, how are you? Hope you're well. Hey, very fine. Very good. Fantastic. Glad to be back. <laughs> we're glad to have you back. We're glad to have Thank you, you both. Um, my my memories of, of George, as I mentioned in the opener, were, were sort of post-football and interestingly, he collared me outside the house when I was doing a paper round because I had a Rovers coat on um, and he could tell a story as well. He loved talking about the club. Um, what, what are your earliest memories of, of George, gents? In, go in on, Elliot. Time? I'll let, you, let you go first, Elliot. I'm going or you? No, you can. You can. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, he was a little lad. Was he five foot four? Five foot four in his yeah. stocking feet, as they say. Okay, <laughs> you don't get five foot four inch footballers nowadays. Yeah. And um, he had a specific job to do. We talked about this with um, you know other players of that time. If you were a winger, you were a winger. And there was no tackling back. There was no coming out and helping out with the defence. You were pretty much stuck on the wing and you'd wait for the, uh, the halfback or the fullback to feed you and off you go. And... You were quick, you were very, very skillful, and probably took a, a heck of a plummeting from uh, the opposition fullbacks who would like to get, you know, get something in before you got started. But, you know, I think the, the proof is in the amount of time that Georgie played for the club because he, he, played, um, he, he played straight after the war. He made his debut in 46-7, having already played a couple of years as a 17-year-old, 17, 18-year-old before the league started up after the war. war. And um, he played right the way through until... Uh, I think it was the relegation season. Yeah, that's it. 61 yeah. 2. That's yeah. a heck of a time. That's what, 16 seasons yeah. with one club. 
Yeah. And um, as you said, you know, he made what over 400, uh, 450 appearances for the for the team, and that's a fantastic performance. And you know, what longevity? I mean, you were doing a disservice, by the way. He played four hundred and ninety-six games altogether, including cup games, and he scored ninety-two goals. Which okay. rather surprised they, me. They must have been the ones that I missed. You see, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, almost, almost a one in five goal record, isn't it? It's, it's, yeah. it's brilliant for for yeah. for a winger. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, but yeah. the interesting thing is, is that most clubs actually had two wingers yeah. at the time. Yeah. So for quite a long time, there was a sort of a a replica of Georgie. On the other side, in fact, Georgie did actually play on the left wing as well for a time, didn't he? Yeah, but he even played either side. Yeah, but with there's players like uh, Brian Bush and then uh, John McIlvenny, and they were they, they were all the same type of player, but there was no doubt that Georgie was the best. There was no doubt about that, and I think that's uh, that just shows up for the number of years that he actually played for the club. Yeah, I think you got the. He played most of the time on on the right when yeah. these other guys that you mentioned came in. Those are the times. He, he tended to play on the left, and it was probably because because most of the time Joshua Watling was on the left, wasn't he? In the yeah, early yeah. days, yeah, yeah, not not such a a, a quick player, you know, uh, but another very good winger, you know, which I no doubt might even be floating around later on again, you know. But uh, but uh, I mean George, I mean he, he it was when he got the ball, there was a, an expectation in the crowd, wasn't there? Mm. Yeah, but like, like you said earlier, he he just went on the half. A number of times you read the the winger, he could you know he could have sat down and read a newspaper, had a fag because of the <laughs> lack of service. That he got. <laughs> <laughs> because that's that was his job. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he he was dependent uh, yeah. uh, on getting the ball, as you say, off the fullback or the wing half on his side, so yeah. as he could do his work. But uh, yeah, the fact that he you know he was capable of taking, uh, I mean, we go back to those assists. Again, you know, if they were keep, keeping a record of his assist, because he can go outside of a man, get to the byline, crosses in. Mm. I mean, and you have people like Landon, Bradford, Biggs in his era, you know, who were brilliant finishers. You know? Yeah, but he was also capable of coming inside mm. and and taking shots on his own. Yeah. yeah, and he was yeah quite a ferocious shot on him really for a little for a little guy. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know if you you notice Elliot. Yeah, when you he never looked young. Even when he was young, he looked like an old man. You know, I don't know why. He <laughs> had a tough paper round like Ash, you see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but could, could you imagine at five foot four and having to contend with the, the opposition? So, you know, than to play for that long. And you've got to be pretty skillful to do that. Yeah. I mean, coming up in the local derbies against players like Mike Thresher, yeah, 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 yeah. Who we all know what he was like, and yeah. you know, for Georgie to actually just to you know, play it in season after season, um, just but he never hit. He never hit, did he, Elliot? Yeah, no. yeah. No. You, 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 know, you could whack him as much as you wanted. He, he'd still come back at you. Yeah, mainly because he had Jackie alongside him, you know, mm -hmm. to get steep retribution. <laughs> right, right. But uh, he, he never, you know, he, he was a tough little cookie. Yeah, that's, really that's, that's really interesting to me because I've seen a few comments on the forum and Twitter and that sort of stuff when he was announced saying that he was, some people thought he was a bit soft, maybe. No, no. They, they always used to say wingers were soft. All wingers were soft. 
know, that's why they played as wingers. You know, there was, <laughs> like, but these, like Elliot said, these fullbacks, like people like Mike Thresher. You know, I mean, they took no prisoners. Yeah. And I mean, they had to live in, a, in an era where tackling, you know, was a lot different than what it is today. Well, in fact, there's no tackling today, as you know. You know, you know <laughs> but in then, I mean, <laughs> there was. And, uh, you know, and for a little guy of that, that stature, but no, he, he, was, he wasn't a soft touch. He, he couldn't have survived for as long as he did. That's what uh, I said. You know, if, if he had been a, a softie, you know, because you, 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 you had to earn the right to play. And again, when we said earlier about this, this particular squad that he started in, there were, there, there were, there were no stars. It, they were all stars in their own right, but they gelled as a team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he was, you know, he, he was a top class winger. Yeah, uh, and like we said, I mean, you know, a goal every five games, you know, for a winger. Yeah, and, and I think he's got, uh, there's a, a record going around that uh, he scored in that for the 16 years that he played. He is the only uh, football league player who, you know, scored, uh, played for one club who scored in every season that you played in. Mm. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. 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 Amazing, yeah. You played in more played in more FA Cup games for Rovers. Than, than anyone else. As well. yeah. over, four, over 40 FA Cup games. Yeah. And interestingly, yeah. He's, got, he's got a road named after him as well, hasn't he? That's right, yeah. Just yeah. off another road. Yeah, in between Only. the two and the men. So I think you've got to be pretty good, aren't you, if you, uh, yeah. if you get a road he's, he's, he's the only one, isn't he? Mm-hmm. There's no one else who's got a road named after him. I mean, yeah. to me, that shows you know what how what esteem he was held in. You yeah. know, they, they 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 took the trouble of naming a road after him. And I mean, it's it's fairly close to Eastfield Stadium, you know, right. or what was Eastfield Stadium? You know, it's called Tesco Stadium now, I think, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you wanted to to jump in? Yeah, fellas, my old man's a similar age to you could tell. He grew up watching the Rovers at East Phil, you know, sort of late 50s onwards and so on. And he doesn't wax lyric about too many players, a lot of the ones that we've spoken about in previous pods, to be fair. But you mentioned Georgie to him and he goes all doughy-eyed and, you know, stares into space and, yeah, goes all soft. <laughs> and it, it, to this day, we talk about modern football. I, I try and talk about modern football and the modern Rovers side with him. And what he laments most, he, oh, what you don't get, son, these days, you don't get wingers like old Georgie, you know, chalk on their boots, down the byline beat the fullback great crosses wonderful player and I wondered it was he the real sort of you know hang on the the touch line at the you know wide chalk on yeah. his boots that sort of thing that, that describing it. it correctly that was his job i mean and what you said earlier about chalk on his boots that that's a very that's a very old saying mm-hmm. you know, yeah and that's yeah. what they they expected a winger had to come off with chalk on his boots that he mm-hmm. he hugged the touch line yeah. yeah that was his job my you old know, man's to, a very old man right you see <laughs> well, I, I I try to give myself I'm younger than I am. <laughs> Until I come on with you guys, and I have to you know, talk about things that give give away my age somewhat. Yeah. Did you, <laughs> yeah. did, you did you know this? I I think you probably know this, Roger, because you've probably seen it on Twitter. But Elliot, did you know that on the? Let me just get the date a second because I've got it here. One minute. So, did you know that on the 30th of December 1950, George got married? in the morning to Rita. That's right. And in the afternoon, he went down to Eastfield, played in front of 31,000 people and beat Bristol City 2-1. That's it. Absolutely madness. Yeah. Do you imagine that happening nowadays? It wouldn't, would it? It wouldn't. It wouldn't. What happened? 
that that's a proper wedding reception, isn't it? That proper wedding reception. They don't get married nowadays, mate. Did he get the Did he get the bus down to the ground as well? I'm not sure. There's a really good photo. There's a really good photo of of all the team with blue and white scarves in front of the church. Them in their dress and. And then even more funny that I find hilarious is the little mascot that used to be the mascot right. of the game. Yeah. With he's his overcoat with his belt. Yeah, he's, but he's at, the front of the, he's at the front of the photo as well. So they just obviously decided... He in in, in Jackie Pitt, in Jackie Pitt right in the front as well? Uh, I think so. Just, I think there's, yeah. there's Jackie Pitt right at the front. I'm looking at it yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jeff Bradford's there, Ray Warren's there. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think Bill... Re- no, it's not Bill Reese. It? He might be. Bill, Bill like... like because you know, they might have had a pint before, like, after the wedding before they played. <laughs> <laughs> I just find it, it's just, you know, we say this every time we come on, but it's just a different world, isn't it? Could you imagine a, a wag nowadays allowing that to happen or a manager? It just wouldn't. Well, there, there you are. Yeah. I mean, they didn't have wags. They were, they were ordinary guys, you know, mm. who did an ordinary job. They lived in the, uh, the same streets as you or I did. Not, not like now. Every, you know? every footballer going lived on your street, Rog. I've only named two. I know, I know. Yeah. 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 But I don't even too proud if George had lived in my street. Yeah, because uh, I think yeah, what was said about him, you know, it, it, you know, like, like I said earlier, it, you know, there was an expectation. Mm. You know, when he got the ball, mm. yeah, you know, something was going to happen. Mm. Yeah, and quite often it did. Yeah, and uh, he, yeah, and yeah. I mean, there aren't the wingers now in the same. But yeah, you know, in some respects, are co- coming back. And if you watch you know, the game now, you quite often find there is a guy out hugging the touchline on both sides. You know now, you know, uh, uh, you know, but they don't play as out and out wingers like these guys. You know, did and George was that was he never played anywhere else. He, you know, he couldn't have played in the middle because he was too small. Yeah, he couldn't have played it, uh, as a fullback because he he would have been too small. But as a winger, he, yeah, I, I think he's one of the. You know, there were only probably two players around about his time that were actually shorter than him, which takes some believing that there was anybody shorter. <laughs> five foot four seems, <laughs> but he was small. He was, but he was diminutive, wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you imagine like, what size boots he must have had. But like you said earlier, he, he's, he's a shoo-in, you know, because you know, the number of games, number of goals, that it, you know, he played over three decades. You know, he played in the 40s, 50s, 50s and 60s. 60s yeah. Yeah. It's a shame that you know, you know, his last season landed up with a relegation. But he's also, you know, um, given the credit, for um, developing Harold Jarman, mm. yeah, putting the work in on the training pitch whilst you know it, 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 towards the end of his career because Harold really filled his shoes, mm. yeah, and they were I was going to say they were big shoes to, to fill, but having said that he only had small feet, it's been, <laughs> you know, but, but, you, but, you, but you understand, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, Harold is a testament to George, yeah, because yeah. Harold did exactly what George did, yeah. yeah? Yeah. yeah, but yeah, I mean, so he he, he wasn't just somebody that, like they do now, they just don't seem to put anything back in the game now, whereas George did. Yeah, yeah, he he helped other players as well when he was coming towards the end of his career. Yeah, 
uh, and he's a, you know again he, you know he, he's in amongst a team of you know you're, you're hard pushed to you know it'll be a shame when when you realise it sometime further down the road that you've left somebody out of this team that aren't in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> they'll get in eventually. This might be in the yeah. first, it might not be in the first ten, but they'll get in eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what, they do. these guys, in some respects, you know, because of the era they, and it was halcyon days for the Rovers. I mean, it is probably the their best period. You know, that uh, probably about a ten-year period. You know, at the most, where they are really something. Yeah, we've had good sides since. To be fair. You know, but we, we we can't we we have no continuity. You know, we have big gaps of no success. Yeah, you know, unfortunately, not a team who was at the top of the um, uh, you know what is the championship now for as you said before for what you know they went they never finished below tenth. Yeah, until sort of later on in the fifth last few years in the fifties, and um, yeah, they were up there challenging. You know, and uh, amongst the big names and came pretty near to being promoted. Well, I mean, they always say that had it not been the inju- for the injury to Jeff Bradford and the fact that he had this no-buy-no-sell policy, mm. uh, which meant they didn't go out and get a, re- a replacement. Whether you could have got, a, I mean, a ready-made replacement is another thing, you know, but uh, uh, I think they shot themselves in the foot in that respect, you know, because they, they were within, you know, almost, you know, I, I, a handful of points. I think they only finished four points or six points off of being runners up in the mm. end. Still, mm. you know, but they fell away right at the right at the very end. Yeah, but mainly because their talisman, their goal scorer, you know, wasn't there. And um, you know, and these are the guys who win you matches because, as you know, you can be you can play absolute rubbish for ninety minutes as a striker or eighty nine minutes, and you pop up with the winning goal, and you're the hero. The fact yeah. that what went before, you know, is absolute bilge. You know, don't count, you know, because that's but well, that's the strikers' lot. You know, they are the, you know, uh, sort of the top men. They they they're the top earners, or they are now. They weren't then because they all earned the same, wasn't that? Yeah. You, but, you, you, you both mentioned that that George's job was to to stay wide and get chalk on his boots. What what was his sort of his underlying? Attribute was was it the dribbling that made him so good? Was it his ability to knock the ball and run? Was it was it his ability to to get the ball into the box and and, and feed Jeff up front? What, what was? The... I think it's all I think it's all of those things actually because he, he he had very quick feet. He was a very good dribbler of the ball, but when he when he pushed it past them, he also had pace. But his his crossing, you know, he, he, these guys hit a cross on the run. You know, they didn't check back. You know, like they, like now. I mean, they, you know, they go past the fullback, they try to get to the byline, you know, and then they pull across the his back. And then they say, I mean, he would have, you know, if if you were, if you could go back and count the number of assists he would have had, it'd be phenomenal, you know. But he did all those things that you said, which is what made him, you know, the player he is or was, you know, and yeah. why you know we're talking about him, you know, all these years after, you know, he's finished playing. Yeah, but like all good wingers, he had exceptional balance as well. Yeah, yeah. And I, I just watched you doing it just now, actually. The the player just, you drop your shoulder yeah. and then yeah. you can go one way or the other. Yeah, and, yeah. And that was what the winger was all about. He was yeah. showing the full back, the ball, and then you drop your shoulder and you yeah. go one way or the other. And if you've got speed, you just leave them standing. 
And yeah, that was for those for, for those of a certain age, he was our Stanley Matthews. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I mean that that says how good he was. Mm. Yeah, and and again in a different era, he could have probably played higher. Mm. Yeah, I mean because you know people look at sometimes look at people and say they're too small, but these guys they might have been small in stature, but they have big hearts. Yeah, and that counts for an awful lot. Yeah, you know. Big guy with no heart is a waste of space. Little guy with all heart, you'll have every day. <laughs> <laughs> Goal scorer as well. I read that he scored um, four goals down at uh, Eastville against Torquay um, in 51, December 51. Yeah. And obviously um, the goals helped play a big part in the 52-53 championship side. Um, yeah. Morgs, you wanted to add something, I can see. I've just come wondering, fellas, you talked a lot about, you know, skill and the, the balance and the drop of the shoulder. Elliot, you mentioned, I'll come to you on this if I may. You got any memories of his game sort of changing as his career progressed and he got that bit older and you know, sort of in the, in the later years, perhaps? Or did he just, was it doing the same and same again? Oh, well, I would, I would I, say, I, go on, go on, Elliot. Go well, on. I, no, I was going to say, I, I, I don't remember in the, you know, it wasn't obvious to me that, mm. you know, he was a player who was just sort of, playing out his days and, um, you know, was just a sort of a, um, uh, just, if you like, a sort of small, um, uh, there's a lot of change, you know, from where it was before. I, I, I don't remember that, quite honestly. Mm. Well, I, I think, you know, I, I think, you know, personally, I think that his game never changed mm. at all. He was always that winger. Now, you, you on the other side, you had Josser, he became a fullback. Because Josser was of a you know a bigger stature, and and as he got slower, you know he went further back. But George didn't have the physique to be able to go back. Mm -hmm. So he you know once you know his legs had gone, you know which like we've said earlier, you know will finally catch up with you. That was the end of him. You know whereas with Josser on the other side, he became a fullback. Even when we remember when we were talking about Jeff Bradford. Became a fullback, yeah, 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 yeah. But George couldn't, could never do those jobs because at five foot four and about nine and a half stone, yo, he would be taken to the cleaners, as they say, mm. you know. So he, his game never ever changed. He just got that, you know. We, and we probably, as sort of young boys, you know, wouldn't have noticed it. He would have just got slower, and he wouldn't have gone past the fullbacks as often. Mm. Or when he went past, he'd get caught. Mm. You know, whereas in his Halcyon days, you know, they wouldn't have seen his, you know, seen him for dust. Yeah, but uh, so I don't think his game changed at all. He was that flying winger, you know, who did less flying at the latter end than in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so uh, it's, it's it, 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 I mean, it happened. I mean, it, all that is down to you know, really down to his stature. Mm. You know, he couldn't. You know, he could not have done any other job other than the job he did. You know? But the job he did for 16 years. <laughs> you know, Incredible was, service, Roger. Isn't it? Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. There's, a really, there's a really good interview with George on YouTube um, that I watched this week. And I think he was about 65 at the time. So I think it said it was 1992. And he I think he still was nailing kick-ups in the garden. Even at yeah. 65, the control of the ball looked unreal. And he seemed... I think he said in the interview, "Is one annoyance about modern football um, back then was the amount that the players earned compared to what 
Yeah. And he said, could you imagine how much Jeff Bradford and Alfie Biggs and, and all these sorts of people be earning? So you could only imagine how annoyed he'd be now if he yeah. got to see some of the... Uh, mm. The lesser-liked characters that have been over the years have picked up, picked up an admirable wage, so we say. Yeah. In the but it is, you, you've got to accept, that, like, we all have to. That, you know, you live in an era, you know, uh, when, you know, I mean, so many changes happened, you know, almost directly after he retired. You know, it's the early 60s. You start to see, you know, uh, some, of, some of the changes starting to come into being. But, you know, he's right. I mean, you know, you know I, I mean, I'm not sure. It's six pound in the in the winter and four pound in the summer per week, you know. And that would, but you you you've also got to put it in the context of what that money went to. My father used to tell me. He used to say, "I used to take your mother out on a Saturday night. We go to the pictures. Yeah, you know, we'd have a fish and chip supper, and I'd still have change out of a shilling." <laughs> so. so <laughs> Money is it's what money is relevant to the time I think to the times you live in, you know. But certainly, I mean, uh, a footballer's life now, you don't have to be a good footballer to earn a, a decent wage, you know. Yeah. These guys, you know, uh superb players, but if if they if they made a mistake, they were born in the wrong era. <laughs> you know, unfortunately, from a from a from a monetary point of view. But what they did and the memories you know that they, they they created you can't put a price on yeah and, and held, held in really high esteem locally as well because after, after he finished playing he went on and he managed Glastonbury I think yeah. um, and, and worked um, at Millfield and at Wells Cathedral School as well um, so he was obviously somebody you, you spoke about him working with um, with Harold Jarman obviously yeah. somebody who liked to give back and, and work with yeah. people and, yeah. and pass on yeah. his knowledge he was always seen as, a, as one of the good guys yeah, yeah, he's a, a you know, you know, a very fair-minded, you know, but he was very enthusiastic by all accounts about his football. You know, he, he was, he was, you know, he's a, uh, he read the game, you know, he understood the game, yeah, and the fact, you know, as I say, I mean, you know, when, when you think this thing about Harold Jarman and how Harold turned out, now I know you've got to have the basic skills there to begin with, but he, you know, he took him to one side. And nurtured him in 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 his early days, yeah. And uh, it'd be interesting to know if Harrod was asked how much you know, you know, story puts in you know the work that you know uh, George did with him, yeah. How much improved him, yeah. Something else I've just found um, whilst looking at his Wikipedia page. To be honest, I clicked on a link that's on there, and it was actually George that recommended Paul Randall. Really yeah, that's right. Yeah, right. but Glastonbury lad, wasn't he again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. yeah. yeah. It's, 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 it's the two names sort of living and, and growing up here. It's the two yeah. names that are always sort of the big names banded about. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, gents, if, if there was, um, we're going to start to wrap it up. I'll, I'll start with you, Elliot. If there's a, if there's an endearing memory or or, or anything to, to sort of add about Georgie Pepperbridge, what, what would that be for, for you? Yes, speed excitement i think more than anything else um you know just the excitement when a player like that gets the ball and what he's able to do with it and you know everybody likes to see people attacking fast and that's the one thing that georgie could do just because his because of his speed and, and balance and control and uh you know a, a perfect winger as they were at that time brilliant and roger yeah. yourself 
Well, I think uh, that's it to a T. You know, I mean, uh, he, he was loved by the fans. I mean, uh, in those days, we were called supporters, you know, <laughs> a much longer word. But, you know, and, and like we said earlier, when he got the ball, there was an expectation uh, would, would come out of the crowd. The crowd, you could f- almost feel it. Yeah. And he never, you know, he never sold you short. You know, I mean, I mean, he's got, I mean, whereas Jackie actually popped over 500 games. I mean, George, 496, you know, all in. Yeah. I mean, that's an awful lot of service, an awful lot of games. Yeah. I didn't realize, you know, until I, I read up a little bit as well, you know, that he had gone as far as 62. I felt, I, I, I felt that he should have retired the year before. Yeah, and not at the ignominy of a, a relegation because you got a champions champions medal at one end, you know, and, you know, because he did des- you know, he did deserve that, you know, but, uh, but that's life, you know. But he, you know, he, he yeah, he was somebody that you know, uh, as we said, you know, or I said, you know, and got picked up on in, in today's parlance, he get he got bums off his of seats, yeah, yeah, when he got the ball. Yeah, yeah. People in our day, we'd be on our tiptoes. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I think that's the perfect way for us to to sum up and, and wrap it up. Um, Elliot and, and Roger, thank you so much for your time talking about uh, and George and and I know I speak for Ash and, and Lee when I say it's been an absolute pleasure to to hear the stories of him and, and be able to share it with with the the, the people who want to hear these stories. Um, thanks for everybody else for, for tuning in and listening. That's been um, another inductee into the, the Hall of Fame um, in conjunction with Retro Rovers. And we will be back soon, very soon, with our next inductee up the gas. And can you hear the tone and voice sing? I can hear everything. And when so thanks for joining us on Retro Rovers. Check out our website, www.retrorovers.co.uk. Lots of images of days gone by, and that's where you can catch up with all our latest episodes. They're also available on all your favorite podcast applications as well. Don't forget, if you want to check out what's going on a bit more up to date on Rovers, check out the guys at Gascast. They do a great job at keeping you entertained with all the latest happenings at the club. We'll see you on the next episode. Bradford Mayor Bix, the 7th of January 1956. And can you hear the toy anymore?